Hello and welcome to the Together for the City podcast. You're here with your hosts, John James and Neil Powell, church pastors in Birmingham in the UK and authors of the book Together for the City, How Collaborative Church Planting Leads to Citywide Movements. Thank you for joining us today. This, just to explain, is a short run of conversations to talk around some of the issues that are raised when we seek to partner together as churches across traditional tribal boundaries to see new churches planted in a city. And today we're talking about numbers. What? The book of numbers? Because um, <laughs> if, if you are, I'm, I'm not sure I've got an awful lot to say here, John. This is going to be a very short <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Um, no, we're talking about really the setting of a numerical goal. Okay in the context of a church planting movement. And the reason we're talking about that is because actually we belong to 2020 Birmingham, mm-hmm. which has done exactly that. It set an explicit goal to see 20 churches planted by the year 2020 and um, and has just reset the vision to see another 30 churches planted by 2030. So there's a sense in which that we're kind of about that numerical goal as a movement and it has raised questions, hasn't it, in terms of whether or not that's an appropriate thing to do. What's the role of setting an actual numerical goal? And of course, it's not a very British thing to do either. Um, no. I've certainly not been part of a church or a network denomination where we've set ourselves these sort of targets, if you like, or this sort of uh, scale of ambition. It's it's surprised us. I think even when we came up with the idea for a church planting movement in Birmingham, we didn't necessarily go in there expecting that we would write uh, a goal, a target into our very name no. and, and into the title. Mm-hmm. So why? I mean, so why did why did you basically? Yeah. Because where did that come from? Because that seems to be such an important characteristic, really, of twenty twenty Birmingham. Yeah, I'm really I'm really glad that we did. Um, looking back, and I say this whenever I talk to church leaders in different cities who are just saying, you know, could we do something where we are and would you recommend setting some kind of targets or stated scale of ambition, mm. if you like, for what we're trying to do. And I think what looking back now, the reason I think it was so helpful was because what we were doing in Birmingham was trying to bring together churches that didn't necessarily know each other particularly well, mm. had never perhaps worked with each other in the past, and asking leaders to gather behind a vision for the city. And I think when you're bringing churches from quite a diverse range of backgrounds and, and so on together, the question always arises, well, what are we existing to do? And how do we even know what we're aiming for? So it's one thing to say hey, should we sort of maybe see if we could plant more churches together yeah. than we could on our own? And and hopefully a lot of people are going to say amen to that. But then the question is, well, how would you know if you were achieving something that, that you really thought was con- worth continuing in yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah. investing in and making time for and money and so on? Yeah. And I think the more diverse the grouping of churches and the less relational glue that exists between mm. you for other reasons, the more valuable and helpful it is to build in a stated sort of size and scale of ambition. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do numbers, but I think it's where numbers really sort of tells its own story. Okay. So there's a sense in which, uh, you know, putting a number helps to evaluate 
what we call the congruity really amongst church leaders so the the, the sort of level of commitment that yes. we have. and that becomes particularly important doesn't it when there are discouragements and when there are setbacks or when there's a particular cost yes. to what's going on because you know people might say yeah this is a great idea i'm all with you, with you but then actually when it begins to count a cost in terms of time or money or it's just hard work yeah. or there are dis, 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 discouragements people would understandably right. say well actually you know my commitment lies elsewhere or my vision and, lies and elsewhere. movements are voluntary partnerships yeah so you may be part of a denomination in our book we talk about denominations as being a level one sort of partnership um and and uh you and I are both part of something called the FIC, the Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Churches. Mm. Uh, but then there are also networks that yeah. churches often choose to associate with and work in partnership with. This movements, though, are people who come together behind a united vision. Yeah. Um, and that coming together may be actually for a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So historically, if Billy Graham came to town... The churches might gather together for the short term, kind of in a very organic way for a particular goal, which yeah. is to basically make the most of this opportunity for the gospel. Mm. When Billy mm. comes to town or we're going to um, we're going to have it piped in by video or whatever mm. else it might be. Mm. And a voluntary movement, you kind of have to assess this congruity. Of what does it mean to belong? Yes. And how do you measure that level of commitment? Yeah when I don't need to belong to it otherwise, yeah. and, and it may only be here for a time. So in the 2020 Birmingham name, we were doing two things. We were saying, one, it's for a length of time. So yeah. it measured commitment in time, which is a 10-year project. Yeah. And two, the scale of ambition, 20 yeah. churches in 10 years. Yeah. And so we were measuring the level of commitment in those two ways mm. that, that mm. I think I'm really, really glad we did looking back. And actually, you know, as we approach 2020, it's an opportunity, therefore, isn't it, for churches and individuals to just think for themselves, examine for themselves. Do I want to kind of reboot? Mm -hmm. Do I want to go again? Am I, you know, it's a window of opportunity just to assess your own commitment yes. going forward, which yes. actually um, we don't always get doing these kinds of things. And in a voluntary a voluntary uh, movement situation, that's that's important. I suppose one of the one of the issues might be that you you could end up emphasising the wrong thing. Mm. You know, that actually, if you're, if you're all about numbers, I mean, we sometimes t say, don't we, that uh, we have to be careful because what, what we win people with is what we win people to. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about that in relation to the gospel and evangelistic events and that kind of stuff. But actually, that equally probably applies here. We have to be careful that we're not winning people with simply a numerical goal so how do we kind of guard against that how do we help navigate that danger yeah it's a, it's a i think that is a really important question i think um let me answer it indirectly i hope i answer it yeah, <laughs> indirectly we'll, if you we'll like see, we'll um see. yeah um <laughs> We did a podcast on theological vision, yeah, and we talked about the theological vision of a movement, mm -hmm. and a local collaborative church planting endeavor was what we primarily thinking about. And we said that these kind of movements have a citywide vision, mm. um, so we are concerned for the whole city. So that's all the kind of people groups within the city, all the the sort of areas, boroughs of a city, whatever else it might be. So a sort of a citywide 
vision. And the numbers are merely a way of trying to make explicit what that might mean. So in other words, if we say, well, we have a vision to see the city reach of Christ, it seems to me quite a natural and a reasonable thing to do to say, well, what number of new churches might begin to make an impact? Mm. And it would vary, wouldn't it, depending on the size of the city and the scale of the need and how many gospel churches were already there. And I think what we were doing is saying, look, our, by putting the number 20 to it, we were just making this city vision theme more tangible. Yeah, we were saying, concrete. look, 20 churches in 10 years might just begin to make a bit of an impact in this city. Yeah. And if those 20 churches, we could then see a further 30 churches in the next 10 years that would be 50 new churches. Our mm. city is about 1.1 million. And then if those 50 churches might plant once in their lifetime, that would be 100 new churches for Birmingham. So it wasn't so much because we want the numbers for the sake of numbers, but we want to see our city reach for Christ. Yeah, okay. So the, the numbers are, are really, in a way, a means to an end, but they're yes. a very important. they have a very important role to play as we collaborate. But I suppose uh, that, I guess the question then becomes how do we set the right number yeah. you know in that sense because you could look around and say oh well I think you know we've probably got the capacity or the resources to plant three churches mm. say in the next 10 years or you could say well you know our city needs a million churches or something mm. I don't yeah. know something yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. I mean how do you how do you figure out the kind of scale and the size of the ambition really of yes. what you're trying to do well, I think we've said again in these podcasts that the emphasis of a citywide movement like 2020 Birmingham is to really give people a bigger vision and a vision that no one church, no one denomination or network could achieve on their own, mm -hmm. a city vision. And so I think what you need is not a safe goal mm. on the one hand, but but nor is it helpful to have a super audacious goal, yeah. we're going to double the number of Christians in our city in 10 years, which just seems so out of reach and actually will soon crush you yeah, and demoralize exactly. you. But if you want a goal that's going to be powerful enough to bring the tribes together, I think you need what some people call a stretch goal. Yeah. Where yeah. you say, I could see how we might, if we really gave ourselves to this, get to 20 churches in 10 years but it's not obvious how you're going to do it and it is going to require you to work in partnership perhaps with churches you've never worked with before mm. and i think that's why it served us well because mm. it's compelled us mm. to collaboration and kept us with a city vision without being too too tame and safe yeah or so big that we just we just quickly became discouraged and gave up i mean i suppose you I mean, the pushback might be that you could do that without setting goals, that actually the numbers thing is a distraction, isn't necessarily helpful to have numbers, uh, isn't, you know, King David criticised for the fact that he takes a census in 2 Samuel 24 or whatever. I mean, the point is that actually... Uh, you know, we can very quickly get consumed by a sort of worldly ambition in relation to numbers. And I suppose the criticism with King David is precisely that in terms of his own heart and his motive for wanting to know what the numbers are. I suppose there's a danger that actually we, we borrow too much from a, a sort of church growth type culture of uh, of the past and, and kind of try and feed that into yeah, yeah. 
movements. I suppose one one way that you might evaluate then the difference between godly aspiration and worldly ambition is in terms of that kingdom mindedness mm. and the necessity for collaboration that actually this isn't a single church or network or denomination seeking to make a name for itself in that sense. It's not about worldly ambition saying I have done this or we have done this um, because by its nature we're saying we can't do this. We well, that's right. On our own. And I think the, the, the thing that uh, is always so helpful to us uh, to keep us from becoming proud or arrogant or uh, ambitious for our own name's sake is that when we can genuinely say, look, we don't mind who plants these churches mm. as long as they're gospel churches. And when we can genuinely say, I within my church and within my tribe will work to see another tribe network in the city flourish. And I will get no praise for that or credit for that. Um, I, I think that is a way of staying rooted and to work for the good of the gospel in this city mm, mm. rather than setting numbers for my own denominational tribes. I'm a bit more nervous about within my denomination saying we want to double the number of our own churches in this place. Yeah. Um, when I can say we want to see 20 new churches and to be honest I don't know where they're going to come from, I don't know who's going to plant them, I don't know which denomination they're going to be a part of but Lord, would you just help us to see lost people yeah. reach for Christ? I think that sort of generosity and that humility mm. just help us. So I don't think it's the numbers in and of themselves that, yeah. um, to my mind, is is the issue. It is the sense of what's in it for me. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I suppose that's that's the other thing, isn't it? Is that if if these are churches, if the goal was simply twenty churches, say, and we didn't really care how those churches mm -hmm. were planted or or who even came to those churches or who those churches were reaching yes well that would be a dangerous place to be wouldn't it simply just saying well we we just want to hit a target mm -hmm. but because the concern is to see lost people reached for christ and because we're convinced that local churches are the means by which that happens well, then, actually, really, all we're talking about when we're talking about numbers is people. Yes. People, and, and God yes. cares about people. And we know that he cares about people. And he sends us to, to seek to share the gospel with people. And so, at it, that point, it is, it is not, it's not worldly ambition, is it? It's just simply a desire to fulfill the Great Commission. I think so. It's, isn't it just saying, as we address the question, which is, what would it take to see this city reach for Christ? We want to actually make that tangible by saying how many gospel churches, in addition to those that are here, might be needed in the next 10, 20, 30 years. And um, and, and trying to address the question in that way. Mm. If we mm. think lost people are one, yeah, essentially through the planting and growing of healthy gospel churches, yeah. Yeah. then I think that, and and they could be of enough from any number of different networks or tribes. Yeah then I think that's a, a, a good godly ambition yeah. rather than a boastful or proud or self-serving ambition.
You are listening to Together for the City, a podcast with John James and Neil Powell, uh, and we are talking about numbers. Why set a numerical goal in the context of a church planting movement? Now, we've touched on this a, a little bit already, but I suppose one of the other things that we've discovered as we've been about this the last 10 years is that the number helps focus. It helps to kind of work out whether we're actually making progress together, Mm -hmm. whether this is a collaborative endeavor that is actually being fruitful in some way or not. Um, I suppose, again, though, there's a kind of, there's a pushback, isn't there, as to what our responsibility is as Christians, whether it's actual, are we responsible for growth? (laughs) Uh, Are we responsible simply to be faithful? Uh, Is there something in the middle about seeking to be fruitful for Christ that kind of has an outworking in numbers. There is a danger, isn't there, in all of this, that we get so focused on growth that it's it's kind of detrimental, damaging in some way to what we're trying to do. It, that that's a, that, I think there's a danger e- either side. So if you don't mm. set yourself some level of godly ambition that's measurable, you know, they say if you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it. Yeah. And I think that that can be a danger of lacking a gospel ambition that yeah. you're prepared to really pray into and to seek. I think the other danger, as you say, is to only be concerned for the numbers. So I'm I'm more concerned perhaps with growing healthy gospel churches than starting yeah. churches. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how... A, a, a good statistic is how many of the churches that you've helped to start are still going mm. 10 years down the line and are outward focused and seeing unchurched people, one for the Lord Jesus Christ. So it certainly is not the key statistic. How many new churches have you started? Mm. I think much more valuable are how many churches are becoming established mm. that are effective mm. at reaching their communities for Christ reaching the lost because if we're about reaching the lost and not just moving Christians around yeah. then how many churches we started is not necessarily the key the key measure yeah yeah and we've you've just already touched on the, the the whole idea that we in a sense the numbers are set by the size of the city and what it is that you're seeking to do and that's quite helpful isn't it because that actually then forces you to think carefully and think hard and think strategically, rightly strategically, about your city and to do the hard work of understanding your city well. So numbers actually may sort of force you to to slow down a bit and look at the people around you and look at the and think, well, what would it take, actually, if I got to understand this city rightly? Uh, it contextualises... The vision, doesn't it? I suppose the numbers thing, because it's driven by your context. Yeah. So a different way of measuring things as opposed to just simply a number of churches that are started or churches that grow and in turn reproduce. I think another very interesting uh, statistic that requires us to, to, to give time and thought to is how many unreached people groups are there in this city? Yeah. And we are a super diverse city in Birmingham. I think the claim is something like 187 different nationalities within our city. Yeah. And I'm not sure even we've really done the work mm. in terms of mm. saying how many of those people groups do not have a church in mm. their own mother tongue. Mm. And can we use the language of unreached people groups within our city? 
I personally don't see why that isn't a, a, a valid way of assessing the need and the situation. But again, if we're only concerned with numbers, hey, we need to see 20 new churches, and actually those 20 new churches are all just planted in the already saturated areas of the city where there are some good gospel churches, I'm not sure you've achieved much. Yeah. But if you say, no, our goal is to see everyone in this city to have a chance to hear and respond to the name of Jesus, then surely we need to see many more gospel churches. But many of those churches need to be reaching the new migrant communities. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, we looked recently at some of the data and and it's clear that for people in terms of people groups in the city um, where English is not their first language, mm -hmm. there are, I think, 20 different languages spoken where over a thousand people in the city speak that language so it's worth just thinking well okay there there are 20 language groups there uh, of over a thousand people in the city some you know 10 20 thousand yeah, and yeah, awful, yeah, you, know, yeah. you get that, that i mean that's that's going upwards obviously. well we know the pakistani community in our city in birmingham is 200 thousand yeah, exactly and exactly. there isn't a church yeah uh, a gospel church that uh is of their tongue and culture so, so, so the 20 or the 50 or the 100 is an assessment of the need, isn't it, in yes. terms of how do we reach people? And only one way of measuring it, but helpful nevertheless, because as you say, it keeps us focused. We know when we enter into partnership, what we mean by partnership. Yeah. We're working for a vision that none of us could ever fulfill if we only worked within our own tribes and networks. Yeah. Those are some of the values, but it isn't the only... Yeah. statistic that that matters yeah absolutely i mean another thing that we have uh thought about in relation to the numbers is that the role setting a target setting numbers plays in terms of then engaging people who might in one way or another be wanting to join with us and partner mm. with us whether that's people who want to give financially or whether it's people who actually want to come and join, want to be a part of this movement, be recruited in in some way or another. How have you seen that play out, would you say? I mean, what your reflections are, I think, at least in two or three areas. I think, firstly, in terms of recruiting people mm -hmm. into the city, I think seeing the size and scale of our ambition is helpful for planters who are just thinking, where would I go and plant? And just knowing that if they happened to connect with us in Birmingham or thought that this was somewhere they could come, that they would be joining something where there would be other planters alongside them to train with, to be encouraged by and to learn from. So, you know, when we gather in our planters meetings once a month, we're typically about 25 people now. Yeah. And that's a great thought to know that I'd be coming somewhere where there'd be other people on the ground. Yeah. I think donors as well. So there'll be churches, individuals who say, we have a vision for um, the gospel in, in the UK mm. and in the major cities like Birmingham. And again, as they see what we're setting out on, um, I think we've certainly found donors who've said the size of the ambition has been attractive to them. Yeah. And that's helped them to want to invest in us because they're thinking not just about one church plant in a city, but their money going somewhere that could multiply churches being planted that's been that's yeah. been good too yeah yeah and again i mean we need to kind of be careful as we talk about these things because there's a danger isn't there that numbers end up sort of uh puffing things up or perhaps making 
things seem bigger yep. in some way than the reality. I think it's Andrew Wilson who talks about us being careful not to make our outsides bigger than our insides, <laughs> which I just think is a really important point, isn't it? That we that we want to exercise humility and actually be the other way round to have mm. outsides to have insides that are bigger than yeah. our outsides. That the closer you get to someone, actually the the bigger they seem in terms of their character and their humility. And I think that's an important thing. And I suppose the danger with recruitment is that, um, or donors is that you can say, look at this thing, look at this big thing. And from the outside, you sort of think, wow, you know, <laughs> all these churches that have been planted in that thing. Of course, actually, the reality is we are seeking to be kind of a, a faithful, but we were weak, you know, band yeah. of brothers uh, just seeking to sort of do our thing in, in total dependence on God and uh, and one another, actually, as we as we go about it. Um, and and so I suppose what that means is that when we're talking about numbers, when they can't be talked about in isolation, it has to be talked about in relation to a whole kind of uh, DNA code that we operate with in terms of a generosity and a humility and uh, a dependence on one another and a recognition that actually in and of ourselves, we really are nothing at all yeah um, yeah anything else you want to say on numbers neil what's the definitive <laughs> <book>. word <laughs> the book of numbers no as i as i said earlier on i i for one i'm so glad that we set up front something about what it we were aiming to do so that people could sort of grasp hold of it and really decide for themselves is this part of something that they wanted to to be part of and um, I think it is really really important not to make a name for ourselves in doing this I think it's really important also um, not to overstate your case as you say yeah but I think wisely and carefully done there is value in this mm. that you are putting something down that measures the sort of the scale and scope of the endeavour. And if you are coming together, as I say, from churches across the spectrum, I think it brings a clarity and a focus to the vision. Um, and when you don't know each other relationally, when you're not meeting otherwise than in and through this endeavour, it actually becomes a really valuable piece mm -hmm. of uh, a tool, if you like, to, to keep the relationship strong and to keep you on task. Yeah, and I think one of the things that it has done is it has, it has really helped and encouraged us to pray, mm. and not just to pray generally for our city, but to pray specific prayers mm. uh, in relation to what we would love to see God do and what we would love to be involved in him doing. And, you know, if you pray specific prayers you get specific answers and it's been a joy then to see god answer those prayers in yeah. very real uh, and tangible ways so i suppose that's another or well, a final thing that it helps us to do is it helps us to kind of gather together on our knees before god and yeah. pray yeah thank you john well thank you for joining us today for our uh, together for the city podcast uh, i have been john james and I've been Neil Powell, not talking to you about the Book of Numbers, <laughs> exactly. which I've yet to preach, actually. Ah, One day well. soon. It's been very much edited highlights when I've preached yeah. the Book of Numbers. Yeah. 
anyway we hope to uh, help you join us again for another podcast uh, in, in, the, in the future